At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. We got more Masters of the Universe Revelation. Ah, book four. Can I call it book four Revelation? You see what I'm doing there? A little biblical nod. Anyway, this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Ray Stacanus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. I'm Gina Ibolito. And did you guys miss us? We we took a week off from the show. Uh, there was a very special bonus Halloween episode. I don't know what it is yet, but it's going to be pulled from the vault. Uh, you guys voted, and that's what you voted for pretty overwhelmingly. You did not want to find your voted. fate episode. You wanted a Halloween episode, and that's fine. I know it's cheating, but I also voted for a Halloween episode. Well, there's a shocker. You just put up your (laughs) Halloween decorations. I did, and they're pretty dope. Uh, I put a graveyard in my backyard, so people will only see it if they're in my backyard. But I just need to lure people to my house to show them my graveyard in my backyard now instead of putting it in the front yard like I did last year, which was not, which was like kind of not the best place because my front yard has grass, but in my backyard, there's a patch of dirt. That is just perfect for a graveyard. So you're going though. to is lure your dungeon people. Of, is, oh, <laughs> I was going to ask yes if your dungeon yes of 10 to, to 12, 24 year olds uh, get to get mm-hmm. out and travel the yard like a prison day. And then they get to see the decorations so you could show them off. Is this like their one chance to see the outside world for one afternoon? No, no, I, I keep them tied up. I want their muscles as underdeveloped as veal. <laughs> Ew, I just I just grossed out even myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be arrested. Okay, good. <laughs> that's does anybody that's here funny. have one of those 13 foot skeletons? That's <laughs> no. all I want to know. You know what? It, Not here's the thing. Yet. I really wanted it mm. last year, and in hindsight, given that I'm I'm probably going to sell my house and get a condo, it's probably best that I didn't. I don't know how the homeowners association no, 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 no. condos feel about it. Here's the thing. My partner is like, we can't get one of those because uh, we're in an apartment. I'm like, we have a balcony. Uh, a 13-foot skeleton peeking its skull over with its hands on the balcony looking over would be the most amazing thing ever. Wait, how? Would he be so wearing a necklace it- that says Black Lives Matter? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so the so it's going on your balcony? And That's, like yeah. straight up, like feet on the balcony or feet no. on the ground, hands on the balcony? Yes. I don't know. No, 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 no. Area. no, 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 no. Head peeking over the balcony and then hands, you know, like if you were looking over a fence, like yeah. Wilson, he's like a skeleton Wilson, a but gigantic w- skeleton Wilson. Your, your balcony isn't, isn't, doesn't have a yeah, 13 Jan, foot pe- tall. <laughs> yeah. Please explain. You don't have a hedge maze on your balcony. What are you talking about? You don't have room. 
imagine the skeleton in half and just put the upper like torso part because your balcony isn't can't hold a 13 look i'm no physics and geometry major but i know a 13 foot skeleton does not fit on a seven foot balcony wait a minute does the skeleton is it like a a like a statue is it like yes. you can't move the parts I, it's all like one thing uh all right here's the thing i think if could, i have I think to it's saw somewhat movable <laughs> If Wait, I have to saw it in half, just, I will. If you just want a head and what? hands, why would you get the 13-foot one? You know, they make other skeletons that are smaller. That Yeah, just... you could just buy a head and hands. <laughs> what part like... of giant head and hands do you not get? <laughs> well, then just buy happening? a giant skull head. Where Don't... do you get that? <laughs> I mean, the internet. I, yeah, where you get everything. If I, Googled, if I Googled giant skull well, right now. Well, I know Gina's doing the rest of this episode. <laughs> Yeah, screw this podcast. I'm looking at big skulls. <laughs> and this was your favorite episode of Masters of the Universe Revelation up to this point. Uh, Yeah, I thought it was the best of them all so far. I thought it was the weakest of them all so far. Well, then I think we well, know that it clearly was the best if, if you, I mean, you're always deal. wrong. <laughs> I am what, the only one with any... Goddamn consistency on this show. Ugh. It was terrible. <laughs> what continues to be oh, terrible. Geez. It's all How terrible. How dare you? This is a wonderful program. And I was wrong. It is great. Uh, so this is an episode of Masters of the Universe Revelation, episode four of five. Now, here's the deal. Netflix now has a second computer CGI animated Masters of the Universe He-Man yes. show playing alongside this one. What the hell is going on? Finish this season, Netflix. Before you give me a totally different, completely different Masters of the Universe take, I don't understand the philosophy. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's if you count the Shira remake, there's three, like you know, what there's is happening? three going on. That's uh, also, there's the Swiftwind spinoff, which I mean, I think we all wanted. And is that is that true? Really no, it is not true. Okay, I made it all you know up. What? No, in this day and age, I can see a crossover Swift Wind and My Little Pony. Oh, hells yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. New ponies. We got CGI ponies now. Yeah. Don't ask me how I know about that. But uh, I have a four year old. I don't want that. I don't want that. New pony. Oh, did you know? Here's the deal. This is what I just, this is my new freshness. Did you know that they're now making animated people ponies? It's the ponies, but they're people at summer camp. They made a whole animated movie. That I don't. It's the same I voice actor. I don't understand. I don't understand this, this sentence. I don't they're understand this people, sentence. But they're the ponies. So like the ponies, ponies, like what? Like find a magic genie lamp and wish to be human or something? No. Doesn't explain. They just you show up and there are people with the same affectations and voices and uh, personalities and abilities as nope, the ponies. I hate it. Except I hate they're it. Like, they're like I'm going to start a letter writing campaign to kill camp. it. Nope, I hate it. It's I hate Netflix, everything about this. As hate it. My four-year-old calls it the People Ponies. She's a big I'm fan. I'm gonna find out where they make that show and kill everyone in the building. You're gonna um, find out where they make that show and pitch yourself for season two. What are you talking about right now? Googling animated People Ponies. Oh, here's a link for Deviant Art. I wonder what's here. <laughs> oh yeah. No, where do you think uh, all this? Uh, the idea for this came from? Straight from Deviant Art. That's a fact. Fact. All right. Scrubbing my eyeballs now. 
People ponies, they're a delight. They do musical numbers. It's wonderful. Anyway, Masters of the Universe, Episode 4, Revelations, Land of the Dead. We knew we were going here after the big surprise Man-at-Arms episode in Episode 3 that we had. That uh, was Man-at-Arms. Take... Oh, shit. <laughs> Wait, what? <That's... laughs> we haven't seen him in forever. I thought he was dead. He was just, we just noticed him a scene ago. But I forgot. To be fair, I did ha- I did forget. So that makes a lot of sense. Um, they make uh, this show for people like you. People with they make brain this show damage. For only me. Yeah, that's a fact. Um, okay. So Land of the Dead. Great. So we open up, we're in a cavern. And I mean, we open up pretty hot. We open up, we're in a cavern. Our whole crew is there. And they say, man, it's kind of mystical. It's magical. It's creepy in here. Turn around. Everybody's gone. Everybody's been warped into three different worlds, quote unquote, essentially through the magical energy of the land of the dead. It's all illusions. Yeah, I love crap like that. This this is this is it's it's like one whole episode that's just Luke in the cave. And I and I like stuff like that. Yeah. And we cut back to Han Solo, like, you know, at a bar, I guess. And Princess Leia in the boardroom. And now we just cut back and forth between these three places and all these things are happening and they all come together at the end. Through magic, it's magical. I did think the very funny bit at the beginning where these like uh, Evil Lynn and Orko are in a world together where they have to like kind of get to know each other and maybe get to like it and respect each other a little bit. Hey, just putting it out there. And there's a great moment to really reflect that Orko sucks at magic because two little like birds fly into a nest Hmm. and he tries to like conjure a gigantic magnifying glass so he can find out where the friends have gone but he ends up redirecting the sun's rays and murdering the birds in their nest. And I laughed an uncomfortable laugh when that happens because that was cruelly hilarious. That was a good uh, bit. Uh, I I enjoy I enjoy un, uh, like uncommon pairings, and this this episode delivered. Uh, Evelyn and Orko get together and not get together like in a sex way. I'm not you even know, sure how that would work. Get in they it all. Should definitely do that. Uh, and then, and then the girl whose name I refuse to learn, Andra. robot man Andra. who has the Roboto. robot man who has the brain of uh the guy who we never saw and don't Domo remember. Domo uh, and Beast Man get paired together. So I'm, cool. I'm into they, it. So yeah, we cut over to uh, Andra, Beast Man, Roboto, and they're all of a sudden in this like little what do you call it, like a little trench area. Uh, and there's like ridges all around them. And they're like, man, where are we? You don't know. Beastman's freaking out because he's like, I'm only here to protect Evelyn. And she ain't even here. I don't care about you guys. This yeah. is some bullshit. And these monsters appear on the ridges. and They're like, oh, we're about to go. Cut over back to Tila, who's now fighting a guy who isn't Skeletor. But he's exactly like Skeletor, except he's uh, more magical, has a skull head and a body. And he loves fear. And yeah, his name he's is Shadow, he's Shadow Realm Skeletor. Shadow Realm. I'll and? go with that. His name is Scareglow. Yeah. Uh, that's a cool was that name. A, was that a, uh, that, that had to have been a toy at some point. Scareglow? I don't remember yeah. that being a toy, but it had to be, right? Yeah. I, I'm, I'm almost positive. Uh, I'm almost positive it was. Are you clearing your uh, Google history so you can look it up? Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to remember because like at some point, I mean, my brother and I had almost all of the toys. So I want to look him up to see if. Yeah, there he is. Uh, and yeah, I do, he appeared in the I comic do vaguely books. recognize him. 
He did not appear on the original Masters of the Universe cartoon show, but he appeared in the comic books of that era and was brought out in the reboot of 2002 to 2004. Huh. At some yeah. point, Tony Todd did his voice. Wait, did he do it this time? Is that who this? Oh, okay. My bad. Yeah, that was Tony Todd. Oh. Tony Todd. I feel, yep, Tony I feel Todd, bad I didn't pick that man. up. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, when he w- when he first started talking, I was like, oh, shit, Candyman. Uh, uh, okay, we've said it twice now. Can you not do that anymore, please? Oh, Wait, don't say it, Chan. he show up at? <laughs> Whoever says it third, and me and Gina already said it, Chan, so go ahead. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to happen. Like, I feel like, you know, if he did show up at Chan's, though, Chan would be like, oh, do you want some uh, Trader Joe's sauce that's supposedly so good you can eat it like a soup? I made, so <laughs> I also have some Japanese snacks, say- and he he would be like, okay. <laughs> Excuse me. I sneeze. And he would freak the fuck out and leave. Because that was the one thing Candyman's allergic to. Oh, I said it a third time. He's here. Fuck. fuck, All right. Well, once this podcast is done, everyone in your household is murdered. (laughs) Well, shit. Well, guys, that one's on me. uh, I'm going to take the big old fat L on that one. Yeah. Um, And I'm just putting it out there now that everyone. I'm looking behind my green screen now because now I'm sure he's here. I'm also just going to put it out there that everyone is going to think you did it. Oh, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> I, listen, and and not and I only will I think I did it. Yeah, go ahead, Gina. You say not, it so I don't have to. will not alibi you. When you say you were recording a podcast, Chan and I will be like, what podcast? No, We haven't done a podcast in 40 years. You're not only going to not alibi me. You're going to tell people, oh, he said he was going to do it. And in <laughs> yeah. fact, I have it recorded right here. He said he bought a hook and everything. It was weird. Like, I didn't oh, even God. ask. This is not the best time to have a garage set up uh, with your back to the main part of the garage. I'm not going to lie. This is very uncomfortable right now. Anyway, shit. Well, it's my own fault. So Tila deals with Skelly Man here, Scareglow. And he says, I want a deal because you're, you have fear. And she's like, I fear nothing. She's, he's like, bullshit. You got fear. I know you do. And it, let's make a deal. I'll give you the, the death sword that you're looking for. If you do my trial and she's like, let's go. So she falls down into a pit. Now I love the fact that she agrees that uh, I'll, I'll give you my fear in exchange for the sword. He goes, great. And then afterwards he's like, ha So if you succumb to your fear, you stay here forever. And I'm like, that wasn't the deal. Also like, that I want to, not even I want, close to what you agreed to. I want to pay for things in fear. Like I, like I, I oh, sure. you know, sometimes I'm low on money, but, but I could always conjure up some sort of fear to pay for things. Like I would like to go to Starbucks and I buy tell you what. it's a beautiful fear. cycle because you're afraid that you don't have enough money, <laughs> thus creating the money to make yeah. you no longer afraid. Or I like used- if- I used to have a uh, phone case that had a wallet in it, so I'd have my cards in there, uh-huh. but I switched to a new case, no wallet, which means I have a separate wallet that I keep oh, forgetting no. every time I go to the freaking store, I realize as I pull up to the cash register and they start swiping the things through, I don't have my uh, freaking wallet, and oh, I tell but- you what, um, uh, my phone does the little yeah, blue Apple pay, pay thing, yeah. uh, and if we just added one more app that was the Fear uh, Bloop app, I'm oh, all about that. Apple yeah, Fear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I would pay for everything in Apple Fear. And and yeah. it's very much like, you know, you're worried you don't have enough money. But I'm also like if I'm at Starbucks, I'm also like, ugh, 
God, I'm worried about how many calories are in this. I'm worried about how much sugar is in this. You know, I'm worried yeah. about whether or not the workers are getting paid fairly. I've got, I could eat at Starbucks for days on my fears. Yeah. This is a, I mean, clearly uh, Trump tried to build a fear-based economy. And I feel like he just didn't go far enough. Sure. <laughs> if he had just gone a little bit, an itch more than we would have been well, uh, in big time. Despite despite what those paintings will tell you, he does not actually have magical powers like Scareglow does. Yeah. Uh, sorry for him. You know, he does. Deal. I mean, he bad bears a shocking resemblance. President. Yeah. Also, you don't know what he looks like under his clothes. Chan just found out we have stripes. There you go. Well, you didn't know about the stripes. You don't know about the stripes. Do what did you, you learn about my prehensile tail? Mm. <laughs> it's wild. Just so saying. Cut back to evil Lynn and Orko. They're here in this, in this, what do you call it? Like a, a sanctuary kind of a place, a nice building where wizards uh, would hang out. I'm sure there's a word for that, but I, I'm addled. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I really want to come up with that word though. And I just can't do it. A chantry. It's a goddamn chantry. There we go. And what, there's what, a wellspring why, in there. I've never been there. Why would you, why would you call it that? I can't believe it took me that long to come up with it, given that half of it's your name. Oh, That's I got to tell this story really quick before we even continue, because what? people want the Whoa. answers to this. Uh -huh. What's happening here? Remember this, Robert. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> last episode. Yeah, we'll get to the back to He-Man in a sec. But last episode, we left you on a cliffhanger because Robert Clark Chan invited an entire <laughs> podcast crew of like six people to yes. come to my house. So our families could work together to record for this. And what was the name of the podcast, Chan? I don't even think it has a name yet. God damn it. They're at your house every day. You don't remember the name of the podcast. No, no. Literally, I don't think they have a name for the show yet. Oh, all it's right. Like, they're enough. like making it. Yeah, right, Chan. You just don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> so he has these people over to talk about, like, what's it like to be a, a, a trans and a parent? I believe that's fair. That's the subject matter. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It's uh the whole podcast is yeah, what it's like to be trans. That's it. And so like, there you, you go. know, okay. they've got and like a bunch of different just... people in there. Yeah. I got you. But we were covering the parental side of things uh and whatnot. So he invited all these people who worked in the in the reality TV world to come to our house and sit down and do an interview with us, trying to get us to say some very vulgar things they could take out of context <laughs> and really get us. And <laughs> They came oh. over. Sweet. Boy, we I think we up figured in the backyard. out if, if uh, Scareglow ever showed up at your house, what he would be uh, feeding off of. Oh, you can eat all of my fear of saying horrible things that are taken out of context because I've lived that fear and am guilty of saying things out of context or the wrong thing that I did not mean that is taken the wrong way. Guys, you just described every moment of my life and every you basically describe what, what happens runs through my head when I try to sleep at night and prevents me from sleeping at night. That's it, Scareglow. You got me. Can you take that shit away? I don't want it anymore. Fuck. Anyway, so they come over and what ends up happening hilariously enough is because our two children decided they wanted to actively not allow this to happen. <laughs> they they decided they were going to not be interested in any activity we have. And instead, anybody who's trying to talk on camera or talk on the show, they immediately needed to get their attention to ask them things that they didn't really want the answers to. It was wonderful. So it turned out they didn't want to talk to me at all. 
They wanted to talk to my wife and Chan's partner to have a conversation of just the two of them about the educational system in Los Angeles. That's what they were going for the whole time. Had nothing to do with us at all. (laughs) So me and Chan uh, did a My Three Dads and we pulled child wrangling once we figured out how to make it work. (laughs) to keep the children away from the adults who were podcasting the whole time. But we were still being recorded the whole time. So it was still very real chance. Something I said is going to get taken out of context. (laughs) Once they go through that audio, it'll be, and here's this terrible parent, Ray. And and then we're done. My three dads is over at that point. You know, what are you going to do? But uh, anyway, to, to recap this whole story for the people at home, they weren't interested in me whatsoever. They weren't really interested <laughs> in Chan whatsoever. And thank God for that, because I felt very nervous coming into it. And it turned out that uh, nobody wanted my opinion on anything. Probably the first time I've been a part of that scenario in quite a while. And it <laughs> felt great. <laughs> yeah, I've, I pretty much established my bona fides as like the dopey, uninteresting uh, uh, partner here. So like... Uh... Like I, I've got nothing useful to add to this, uh, this whole mess. I'm just going to be the, the, the uh, background noise, like when they're narrating, like, and, and this person goes to work every day, and then they find it, and then in the background you just hear like, as I'm making sandwiches, <laughs> you know, uh, that's it, that's it, it feels good. I mean, basically, the only part of me you're going to hear on this podcast is they're going to have a very important. Uh, uh, internal section about schools and you're going to hear me in the background being like come on get away from the window come on come on get away from the window oh my god if you had any idea how funny this is because how friggin accurate it's pretty amazing because that's all we did that's it. The entirety. Of the- so anyway, that's my story. Uh, I didn't want to leave people with a cliffhanger any longer because people, <laughs> I'm sure, wondered what the heck happened with this podcast. It was a whole project, though. It's like oh, it we'll was be like back. six people with full on like heavy equipment, like wearing them like they were in the military. Like you're it not was done like yet. A full on. Oh, yeah. But- no, you've still got like 12 more weeks. You or I'm no, not. Done you're yet. not done yet. We'll be back to. No, your I'm house. done. Oh, no. <laughs> no you're- what? Oh, no. Wait a minute. This is the first time hearing about this. I thought we were done. <laughs> like, there, I thought I was out meat the on woods. this bone. Let's get back at it. This is a horror movie. I thought I was out the, out the house and I got pulled back in the house. Oh, you Welcome thought Candyman was the worst thing. You were like, podcast crew, <laughs> podcast crew, podcast crew. House. No! <laughs> no! Oh, leave me alone, real housewives. <laughs> crew i don't want to say horrible things on camera leave me alone put that drink down i don't want it i do want it <laughs> i will drink it god damn it oh my god so anyway, we people, live interesting lives here in los angeles <laughs> guys when you live in la you just have the you have you get opportunities to just do crazy shit sometimes look i've been on hell's kitchen I've been on kitchen nightmares because you just get these opportunities out of the blue one day. Shit, me and Chan were almost on Flora's Lava on Netflix. We were very, very close to that. Oh, did they did they turn us down? They did. They, well, here's the deal. It's already shot this season. We were in oh, the finalists of people to compete on it. Next time, it's going to be me, Chan, and Gina. I just think, you know what? <laughs> Screw nope, it. Nope. Are I you guys ready once. for this? 
They, uh, I lied on that application. I was like, yes, I am healthy. I exercise regularly. If oh, of course that you lied happened, on the application. I would have, oh my God, I would have killed myself. <laughs> now, here's the deal. I'm putting, if I see another ad f- thing for it, I'm putting all three of us in. <laughs> uh, Gina, you're in, right? You sure. Yep, done. G- Gina Flora's does not know what Flora's Lava is. <laughs> It's fine. Good. Yeah, Good. I'll do it. Here's the that do makes we, it better. Do we win a Do we win a thirteen foot skeleton at the end? Should I uh, do you it? You win that? enough money to buy two thirteen foot skeletons at the end, oh my but not God. any more money than that. Uh, but d- but can they it's deliver not- them to my house? I would rather I would rather have them deliver it to my house than have to go out and buy a thirteen foot skeleton myself. Here's the thing: you got to be oh, I'm sure on you can get top it delivered. of it when they come out uh, in July. That's that's the trick. Yeah. Yeah. Truth. Just buy a giant skull, Chan. I've looked it up. I honestly did look it up while uh, <laughs> y'all were talking about some me man show. I don't. I wasn't paying attention, but uh, uh, they're not really available. So right. let's get back to He Man now. Why not? So so Orko gives his wonderful name origin. Were you guys ready for that story? In a better well, show, I would have been all about it. I actually but... was curious, like, if this is something they invented for this show. Oh, 100%. It feels very much so. like, uh, like, oh, man, this dork-ass thing from the 80s. Let's give it a harder edge. Yeah. But, but, uh, but, that, but also it makes me think, that, like, oh, maybe, like, originally, you know, one of the original writers or even, like, toy creators or something came up with this name and said like, oh, I was inspired by an oracle. Like, no, I, like, uh, like the original I, writers were inspired by a dork. A dorko. And they're I like, yeah, take the know. D off and we'll call it good. Dorko. I'm looking it up. <laughs> okay, here you go. The character looking, was named Gorpo. Gorpo, The character yeah. was named Gorpo in the original series drafts, but he was renamed Orco. His original name was used in the Brazilian Portuguese dub of the series. Orco was not part of the original toy collection, but uh, oh, I did. I did own an Orco toy back in the day. So yes, they did make a toy in like the second. Oh yeah, I totally had had an Orco toy. A Gorpo, you mean? Also, uh, like in this in this Wikipedia thing. It says portrayed by Billy Barty as Gwildor in the live action. And that was the live action. Movie. That, But yeah. that was, I. it, it never occurred that to me that Orko. Gwildor was supposed to be Orko. Yeah, no, me neither until this very moment. Yeah, I do like, like that that's Tom- crazy. Because, because, yeah, I just thought like they created Gwildor for the movie. I could see how they were probably like, okay, Orko's too insane and he floats and shit. So can we have someone who fills that role of a magic person. But I never like they're, they're trying to pretend that like, Oh, Gwildor is pretty much the same character, but no, no, sir. I do not yeah. like that. No, Cause I love like, Billy I Barty. I like that. I didn't even realize for this, this He-Man uh, masters of the Universe. Oh no. Okay. Excuse me. He's in the new, in the new, new Netflix series that just came out. It's he's played Orko's played by Tom Kenny. Uh, star of, of course, Mr. Show, SpongeBob. but also yeah. the voice of SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, kind of cool that that guy went in that direction and got himself his aid. True that. 
Mm. And the other one got arrested for the other Mr. Show actor got arrested for being Did part get of the arrested? January 6th insurrection. I, I know believe his... he was a person of interest. I thought he I got thought arrested. It just looked he was like there. Him. Was it? Oh, no, it was no, him. That was oh, him. Was oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I remember Craziest now. Craziest thing in the world. I remember uh, that now. guy was real funny. They're both real funny. So I don't even know. Like, that's wild <laughs> to me how, how you have two people going very, very different directions in life. Uh, Mr. Show, where dreams start. Okay. So uh, we, we go back to Orko and, and the Orko name origin. His original name was Oracle, but he was a kid and he said it wrong. So he said Orko. And and that's believable. I believe that. Yeah, yeah. And then well, all the kids made that's, fun of him. That's why I thought maybe this is how they came up with the name. And no. now you learn the sad truth that it was even worse than that. Yeah, I think Gorpo is a cool name. What are you talking about? I could see that that role being played by Idris Elba. Oh, that is is a, a fucking kid who's like, what is in your pocket? Pull out your what's in your pocket. Show me what's in your pocket. Show and he pulls out <laughs> a handful of fucking nuts and raisins and melted M and M's, oh. all just one oh. big glop. Oh, and he's like, I got right trail now. mix. You fucking gorpo. <laughs> yeah, were that's you a that real gorpo. Kid, Jan? Right there. I feel like you were that kid. <laughs> How dare you? A. B. How very dare you? Yeah. C. Look, I'm gonna have to talk to my therapist about this next week. So how dare yeah. you once again? Gina, it goes worse than that. Not only is Chan that kid, Chan is also raising that kid. <laughs> and you can't tell me I'm wrong, Robert. No, it's, a, it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. G.I. Oh. Joe will return after these messages. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Spike. Oh, no, Spike Orr and He-Man like your... Oh, Spike. Spike Orr is new from the Masters of the Universe collection. Other action figures each sold separately from Mattel. Back to G.I. Joe. That was the other thing with the podcast crew and why I keep calling him Robert is because they insisted I had to call him Robert the whole time because I why? called him Chan for like the first hour and they were like, actually, sir, uh, it's it, please call him Robert for this production. We I would have said fuck you and Robert. then I would have I would have rescinded my uh, <laughs> my piece of paper. <laughs> it turned out they never asked me to talk again so it didn't even matter yeah set, send them to my house i'll call you chan i'll i'll give them the runaround for three hours only refer to you as chan and then when they tell me to stop i'll i'll say i uh, you no longer have my permission to film me. <laughs> oh wow that you wouldn't be the first person i'll just say that <laughs> oh snap. I, uh, I i know i know but we also <laughs> should probably not talk about that uh here's the thing is uh you um in the pre-interviews um 
uh, my partner kept calling me Robert because it's uh, like, you know how some people joke that they have a government name uh, and then the real name. Like it's so much the case that uh, 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 bosses, uh, teachers um, and, and, and you know, like government officials <laughs> and Buzz Dixon uh call me robert and like everybody else calls me chan and yeah. so i it's it's actually helpful because i can tell uh uh based on what people call me where i know them from if i've only taken one improv class with them <laughs> they call me robert after like six improv classes they know to call me chan uh and hey, so like I've, I've only ever taken one improv class with you i still call you chan yeah but we all how many sketch things have we done how many like you know uh and nearing 500 so, like, my, podcasts for example <laughs> uh my partner like when they were getting interviewed about like okay well what's your life like and what is you know what's going on uh they kept calling me robert because that's you know what you do when you know you're being grilled by you know uh, uh people and so then it stuck because then uh they started calling me that so that they uh if they called me, if you call me anything else, then it won't make sense. And people who are listening will be like, who the fuck is this Chan person? Why are they? So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, fair. So you're saying you value um, the people who think of you as Robert more than those of us who think of you as Chan. Uh, oh, no, quite the opposite. Oh. Uh, if I, 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 I distrust you if you call me Robert, because I'm like, all right, you got Uh-oh. some sort of angle here or you're trying Take to like. that uh, buzz. <laughs> Buzz is the only one with dispensation for that. Yeah, but okay. Buzz is allowed to uh, 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 call you that because if he didn't, and we all just went by our government names, then everyone would be Robert. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be very confusing for the show. So now we got Chan and Buzz, but Chan is also called Robert, and that's the story of this. I will not talk about this podcast until Chan brings them back to my house again. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> about that so okay so evil there's a great joke here i liked it a lot uh where uh, orko says was is your given is your birth name evil lynn she goes no it was just lynn i added the evil later and i was like fuck yeah you did get it girl absolutely okay no i i I like this i I like it because um yeah it's it's that makes sense and it works it's one of the few things that um uh, says to me what the what the tone they wanted for the show was, and that they almost never hit. Uh, but immediately after that, there was a horrendously long laugh, a long uncomfortable laugh between the two of them. You love that those. was supposed to be oh. like uh, convivial and like, oh, we all know each other a little bit better now. Uh-huh. But it just comes off to me as a ha 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 ha. Uh, I, I remember the laugh and thinking like, oh, all right, they're doing this. They're, they're bonding these characters, but not, but I don't remember it going on for a long time. I just remember thinking like, well, all right, they're doing it. In my head, it was like 40 yeah. minutes. <laughs> I uh, think you might be I, mentally well, ill, Chan. And here's the thing is like, I, I like, uh, the idea of all of this. I like the idea that, uh, um, his name was Oracle and he just like fucked things up. And I like that, you know, her name was just Lynn and she uh-huh. took it upon herself to add evil to it. Um, and uh, she also recognizes that uh, uh, she also has been uh, considered weak by her friends and by her, you know, uh, compatriots. 
uh, and talk down to and all of that. And so she identifies with Orko in that way, but just the way that they did it just feels so plotty. It just, it doesn't feel organic at all. Uh, he just like sits down and like, I'm going to tell you a real, you know, uh, looking long ass story about my childhood when there was no, uh, uh, sort of arc for him to feel closer to her. He just like sits down and like, I mean, yes. Yeah. I agree with Chan on that because there was a moment when he starts to tell this story. And in my head, I was like, evil Lynn, just tell me, don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Like it feels more organic. Doesn't it? Like, I want to tell you a story about my childhood. I don't fucking care. Orko. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like you. I will say it does seem a little strange that they're like in hell in the middle of what they both know is, is like an enchantment. Like they don't actually think they're in this this library. Uh, and, and like that they're just sort of like shooting the shit. Like if I was in hell and someone was like, hey, let me tell you a story. I'd be like, hey, can you fucking not? Can you wait <laughs> until we're out of uh, hell? Like until we're like eating a sandwich at yeah. Jersey Mike's together and not in the middle of an enchantment that might try and kill. Oh, here it is. It's trying to kill us. Just like I said it would. Maybe if we had spent a little less time chit-chatting and a little more time coming up with a game plan, we could fight this shadow monster now. Chatty Kathy. You it yourself. You said it yourself, Gina. Her personal hell is having to talk to Orko about his childhood. <laughs> so this actually does hold up. That's true. That's true. It does hold together. This would this would probably be my so personal a big hell, monster listening, listening to like a random comedian talk about their childhood with me that like who like thinks that we're friends or something. I'd be like, all right, well, I guess I'm dead. I died and I went to hell. <laughs> no, I think like uh, your. Your personal hell, Gina, would be you still do this podcast, except me and Chan are replaced by two misogynist dude bros that you you have to keep doing the show. No like comment. Two, two guys. <laughs> two guys. Oh, no. Ray. We're Fuck. the dude bros. Where's We've my been, alt-right Patreon personality? this whole time. This, oh, no. Was- we're we're NPCs in Gina's nightmare, <laughs> <laughs> but we don't have that we don't have that alt right Patreon money, <laughs> so it's my hell too. Oh no! Oh man. Anyway, so there's a shadow monster. Cut back to Tila, and we get to reveal her biggest fear. And of course, He Man shows up, and they start fighting. Moving forward, we cut back to Andra Beastman Roboto. Now they're fighting. Oh, and I thought they were shadow monsters, but it turns out now they're fighting zombies and they're fighting these zombies. It's super fun. And then these fire bats show up and Beastman's like, yo, I do not care for fire bats. I'll tell you that. Look, I'm a friend to all the beasts, but F fire bats. I'm going to tell you that. And we find out that these creatures are being manifested by the fears of Andra. And she turns and she's like, well, yeah, no shit. I'm crapping my pants over here. You're a robot. So obviously they're coming from my fear. And it was kind of a fun moment for me. I mean, her fear is just like random monsters. I mean, her fear is that she's in way over her head and she's not going to be able to get out of it. I would figure. Wait, who? Which one? No. The one whose name you refuse to uh, remember. No, yeah. I'm sorry. (laughs) Who again? Uh, (laughs) No, no. Yeah. It seems to me that like, so, so clearly like Beastman is seeing something different. His fear is like vampire bats, I guess. Right? Like he's like whipping. No, he doesn't. Vampires. He does not care for them. 
the robot sees the shadow monsters as they are, just as regular shadow monsters, because he truly has no fear. And then, oh. and then Andra. Gotcha. Her fear is is zombies, which I'm assuming will get explained at some point. I yeah, there is there. There's basically each of them have multiple shadow monsters in each reality, and they're that's why like in even even with the orcos, they see at first it's an it's like an orco, but then it morphs into this big shadow monster. Uh, I I think I'm I'm assuming because both Orko and Evelyn can sort of see beyond magic. So it was too hard to sort of maybe maintain that illusion shape. But yeah, Andra, it. it's it's all the same. They're all fighting the same things. Cause if you, if you look, if you go back and watch when the robot looks at beast man from beast man's point of view, he's whipping little vampire bats out of the air. But from the robots perspective, it's all just shadow monsters. I completely okay. like, I like it's going to shock you, but I did not pick up on that. Oh, I, well, here's the thing. I, it's I, like, like I said, because we had watched this a, a, like a while ago and I rewatched it today. So it, it, I think rewatching it helped me pick up on some things that I hadn't noticed the first time. Hence why I, I liked it a little bit more because I noticed sort of the okay. effort that they were putting yeah. in. And that okay. was, that was one of the cool things that, that it was all, all of their fears manifest in a different way. I was looking for that and didn't see it, and I dinged the episode for that reason. But that makes more sense, and I will I will give them credit. I'll give them half credit. <laughs> Great All right, we're up to a half star. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, that was actually really cool then, and way cooler than I thought it was. Thank you, Gina, for explaining television to me. Uh-huh. We should watch mm-hmm. Legion together sometime. <laughs> <laughs> and now we're back in Gina's private hell. Oh, we're back. But seriously, can I pick your brain about something? Just, uh, <laughs> Just endless amounts of 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 emotional labor to <laughs> explain Legion to yes, someone. <laughs> oh, we're talking hours and hours, and now there's season two, and I guarantee I haven't seen it, but I guarantee I don't understand it. I guarantee that right now. And why is why is Mister Noodle here? What is happening on this show <laughs> anyway? Anyway, do you think that when you uh, watch Broad City, to- Ray? <laughs> Wait, is he on that too? I've never seen Broad City. Oh, God damn and it. And a chill fills the room. <sighs> I saw the Amy Schumer show. Come on. <clears throat> Can I get a point? Point and a half? Oh, my Yelp review is going in the toilet. Um, <laughs> cut back to Evil Lynn and Orko. They're running and hiding from the giant shadow monster. Orko's like, I'm going to do this. We got we to take this thing out. Let's go. We cut back to Tila. And this is really the meat of this episode. Tila fighting He-Man and talking her way through her internal fears as He-Man psychoanalyzes her, both as He-Man, then as Tila, then as Scareglow. I thought this scene was like the jam of this episode where he's like, okay, He-Man's like, you're fighting and you're all alone and that's your fear is being alone. And she's like, it's really not. He's like, okay, I got it. Most people are afraid that they're ordinary but you're afraid that you're not ordinary, but you wish you were. She's like, all right, getting a little bit closer. Uh, And then he starts like really like breaking it down, turns into Tila. They start fighting. She says at the end of it, "Uh, you cannot have my fear in exchange for that sword. (laughs) And, and the scareglow is just like, yo, we made a deal, but I'm like, bitch, you changed the deal. So now she's changing the deal. Suck it nerd. And uh, 
So she ends up nailing Scareglow, blowing him out, taking the sword. At the exact same time, Evelyn and Orko work together to blow out the Shadow Demon. And Roboto and Beastman and Andra work together to have this like giant, like, what, like, what it was like, like a giant laser beam of light that just melts everybody uh, from Roboto's chest. And they just blow out everybody with sunlight. So all three sets of heroes in their respective universes get over the monster at the same time. Real gosh darn cool scene. Uh, yeah, I, I, I dug this. I, you know, I enjoy anything that sort of alters reality in hell. Like, uh, and, and altering reality, again, like the, the Luke Skywalker in the cave scene. Those are scenes I always dig. So yeah, to me that this like this was sort of proof that this episode was a little bit more serious. I guess I don't know. I didn't like yeah. because uh, w- when they say at the beginning it was like uh, um, something about your fear uh, uh, at last, so much anger masking so much fear. Gazoon height. Thank you. Why aren't you hitting Gina, your cough button, Gina? Why don't you have a cough Jeez, button on your microphone? There's a cough button. <laughs> there is not. Is that a oh. thing? Uh, it seems like one of those things like how it took me how it took me two years of podcasting to put my little fluffy thing on the top of my microphone (laughs) i'm just shocked you still do it no i Uh, now i just put it away with it on you know what yes yes (laughs) and i'm I'm too too lazy to take it off i'm still weirded out that you put your wanking plush on top of your (laughs) microphone but like you do what you got to do to you know get in the mood um (laughs) Uh, yeah, when, when they first came in and uh, um, uh, Scareglow was like, uh, you got so much fear, I, I was like, oh, geez, they're just ripping off Empire. Like, it felt like a ripoff rather than an homage to me. Um, and the the twist of how she, uh, you know, like, uses her fear uh, yeah, that was, cool. was I, I did like that, but I did not like that they were so uh just really uh uh expositiony about it and you're like oh this is your fear and now i am facing my fear uh when you have this kind of uh sort of metaphorical you know battle like i kind of want to figure a little bit about myself and when you're just like putting it out there just just like this is this is the thing that I fear. I fear that because my parents did this to me. And now as a result, I uh, don't deal with trauma properly. Uh, it just feels real clunky. So, yeah. like, so what I hear you saying, Chan, is when you go to therapy for your next session, <laughs> you would really help you if your therapist dressed up like He-Man and got into a sword fight with you during the session. Uh, what I'm saying is I would rather it be more of a Lynchian thing where I'm just wandering around oh, a uh, endless abyss, not knowing what's happening. Weird people come up to me and say, like, are you the arm? And I'm like, uh, don't know. And then I wander around until I eventually find a uh, shadow you know, version of myself that I then have to either kill or have sex with or ideally both. Yeah. Uh, before realizing that uh, I really need some antidepressants. Okay, I'm on board with this up until the antidepressants part. Maybe I, maybe I get, maybe like for me, I personally just get a sandwich in the end. Mm-hmm. So you're using food to self-medicate, <laughs> is what you're saying, Gina? Please, please, yeah, absolutely. let me introduce you to your shadow self. 
Does my, if I, look, if my shadow self is like, eat a sandwich, I'd be like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're evil and this is an evil sandwich, but fuck it, I'm going to eat that sandwich. Yeah. And to be fair, I would go to the end of that and the end of it, my therapy would be a podcast. So <laughs> this all this all holds together. <laughs> Chan antidepressants, Gina sandwich, Raya podcast. That's how we got here. That's the knowing is half the podcast origin story. <laughs> That's the secret sauce that you're they're, subjecting they're, yourself to on a semi weekly basis. We we all we all got a secret note that told us to be at a chance Chanchen uh, South at a certain time <laughs> at a certain place. We showed up and there was a darkly lit room with a round table in the center with just a bottle of antidepressants, a sandwich, and a <laughs> microphone on it. And this podcast started, <laughs> which isn't that far off from what actually happened. Not that far, honestly. <laughs> Not that far off at all. Honestly, <laughs> terrifyingly so. <laughs> um, it turns out Scareglow uh, thinks he's going to get over this whole time. And Tila's like, you're in my nightmare now. And I'm like, that's rad. Kick his ass, Seabass. Let's do the thing. I mean, welcome to my I loved nightmare. It. it was a little... Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Not even that. It's, I'm your worst nightmare. I'm it... your worst nightmare, yeah. I mean, she said it, and I was do like, uh, is, why don't I just go full Sylvester Stallone? Why not just <laughs> just uh, 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 Sarah Michelle Gellar just be like, I'm your worst nightmare. Right. <laughs> would have been great. Wait, what you're describing is it. awesome, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. You. It would have been awesome, but it's <laughs> not. Good moment. So it is not awesome. <laughs> so our heroes magically have been teleported all back together again. Evil Lynn says, uh, you got that? You got that uh, underworld sword? Give it to me. And Tila's like, no, I'm not going to give it to you. And Evil Lynn's like, yo, uh, uh, I'm literally the only person who can use that sword to get us where we need to go next. And Tila's like, oh, right. I should probably give you that sword. <laughs> and it was a fun moment for me. Evil Lynn uses her scepter and the sword's powers together to make a portal to preternia, eh? subternia, eternia, and then preternia, which weirdly enough, preternia is an afterlife. I don't think they really thought this through. Shouldn't it be post-ternia? But Ugh. I'll forgive them. I'll forgive them. I mean, I figured uh, it was some sort of analog for South Africa. It was like Pretoria. Uh, I thought oh, it just right. meant uh, premature ejaculation. Of course you did. Gina, there's nothing else you would have thought it is. <laughs> and that's and that's why oh, we love having you on the show. a preternia in my pants. <laughs> Some dude out there somewhere <laughs> is going to be having a private moment. He's going to remember you saying that. And he says, here comes the preternia. <laughs> and, and and you did that, Gina. You made someone do that. Yeah, you put that out in the world. That's on you. Yeah. I hope you're proud, Gina Ippolito. I am. I mean, you, why not? Why wouldn't you be? Uh, but before they can get through that portal to pre, pre-mature ejaculation, uh, the Scareglow shows up and and he creates stone vines that tie up everybody's legs and incapacitate them and they can't get through the portal Everyone is doomed, and then that's the end of the episode. No, because Orko, who flies and can't be pulled down by uh, stalactites or vines made of stone coming from the ground, just to be stalagmites, don't worry about that, science nerds. Orko <laughs> says, I'm going to fight Scareglow right now. And, and he pulls out this ring move, which is pretty cool. He says, I can't really beat him, but I can slow him down enough time for Tila and everybody to escape. 
So he puts uh, together, Sonic would be proud. He puts together three rings, larger in scale, and each one has more force, and it's a cool moment as Scareglow is pushing through the three rings of force because his little skelly cloud thing isn't working. And, and it's really fun. So he finally pushes through, grabs Orko physically, and Orko immediately takes one of the rings and slaps it around his wrist. He's like, oh, I got you now, biatch. Second ring comes down, and it, and it gets real small. and goes around like his torso, and he's like, oh, my rings has got you. And then, boom, explosion. Rings explode while, while Scareglow is wearing them. That's going to hurt. He ends up wiping out Orko, wiping out Scareglow, wiping out the cave and giving everybody time to escape. And the portal closes as rocks fall and everybody left dies. Guys, this was a cool action scene. I'm assuming we're all on the same page. Uh, uh, this was a good scene. I yeah. did like it. Um, oh, I, thank I, God. I, <laughs> I, 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 as, as always, I don't feel like these uh, pieces like the cards that you put up on the board when you're like, okay, this is what this episode would be. We're going to do this. And then this thing, and this thing, like the connections don't ever match up and the arc doesn't feel natural, but the scene in and of itself, like Orko, uh, uh, getting his power and, you know, uh, confidence and doing the thing, uh, worked real well. And I liked it. Um, yeah, I was just did the thing. Uh yeah, I was unhappy with what happened afterwards. This this was good. Uh, Wait, I feel like I feel like Chan, you started this out by saying that you hated it. It was the worst one yet, and we've identified two scenes that you thought were good. Two scenes out of an entire friggin' episode. Out of like twenty minutes. Uh, to be fair, they were the longest two scenes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. It's like half the episode. Look, I liked half the episode, but I'm Robert Clark Chan. I only focus on what I didn't like. This is this the is how I make for the my credits way in the world. was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Okay, so they got him, and the portal closes as they get to Preternia, and right before it closes, a little Orco piece of his cloak, a little sash, floats through into Preternia. So we all know Orco's dead. What a tear-jerking moment! I compare a lot of things to this, but it reminds me a lot of when the Dungeons and Dragons live action movie tried to make me sad that the Wayans brother died. And I was like, nah, uh, nah, uh, movie. No, you can't make me feel sad that Orko died, but I can at least respect his, the character on the way out the door. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think, I think he'll be back. I mean, Oh yeah, no. absolutely. He dead. Oh, Ray, he's, he's not going to be back. You can't kill Gorbo. Come on. <laughs> He's a fucking action figure. I'm going to say he's dead. And I'm going to say he's dead because we were promised a second half of five more episodes of this. And instead they released a completely different He-Man show. So I'm going to say we're never going to see the other five episodes. Therefore, he's dead. Last time we saw him. Loophole. Uh, Like, here's the thing. They're about to be in... In heaven, isn't he just going to, yeah, he's just going to be up there. I guess if he doesn't show up in heaven, that pokes a strong hole in my theory, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he uh -oh. could he could also, maybe because he died in the underworld, he could be trapped there, I guess. There we go. I'll go with it. 
Thank you, Gina. Proven. Proof positive. Subscribe to my alt-right Patreon. <laughs> I have the real truth. Man, I could scary do that character well. That's upsetting. I'm not, <laughs> not happy with myself right now. How easily I could slip into that role. Anyway, we're here in Preternia, and we meet uh, Prince Adam, who is dead, and he's all like, hey, what's up, everybody? And everybody's like, let's fight. And then that's the end of the episode. Uh, yeah, the bit where it's like, oh, this alliance is a mistake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you now in heaven. Just like doesn't make any sense. Yeah, again, I, it was like I, I a agree. card that's on the board that doesn't, you know, uh, connect. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I also think, like, again, it, it sort of paints Tila as this like emotional woman, like. They just made it through this in large part because of Evelyn and and just because one thing doesn't go her way, she's immediately like, oh, uh, like, uh, let's nix this plan that we've had all along. Like, it just, it it rings false to me. And it, and it also, especially because she was just supposed to have had this big revelatory moment about what drives her and what her fears are. And then she's immediately like, I'm a petty bitch. Uh, I was like, come on, who's, who's writing this? Get a woman to write this shit. What are you people doing? Especially uh, also you get like to, to a out... fucking tickle fight with evil in there and their brawn panties. <laughs> I mean, you, Gina, you haven't seen episode five yet. We go to some interesting places <laughs> uh, and I will say available for your ringtone, uh, downloads, Gina saying, I am a petty bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we really should have a collection of these that we can sell for nine 99. <laughs> Your favorite ringtones from Lines Spoken on Knowing is Half the Podcast. We would sell at least three of them. Dang, we should totally do that. We need an intern to go back and listen to all our old episodes. <laughs> oh my God, we really do. For college oh, credit. No. We could probably get that too. College oh, credit? No. Yeah, I need to graduate. <laughs> Wait a minute, are you going to be your own college intern for this? Are you not allowed to do that? <laughs> Uh, who are we talking about? Like we've, we, here's the deal. If you would like at home, if you enjoy the show and you would like to listen to every episode of this show ever, and oh then pull God. out timestamps of specific episodes of specific lines that you would think would make great. Uh, if you're, if you're in the process of listening to the show already and you want to do that, we will happily take timestamps and episodes uh, names and who said what, and we will, we will cut these together. If we get enough suggestions, I'll make a super link and I'll, we'll turn it into a bonus episode. How about that? Oh yeah. Oh, seriously. If anybody ha um, wants to just send us timestamps from episodes of uh, cool links uh, or just cool, funny, whatever. Th Why am I saying cool? Like we've ever said a fucking cool thing in our lives <laughs> on the show. Oh, or we've in done life, a Fonzie episode, sir. We've done a Fonzie <laughs> episode. We've touched upon cool. Thank Talking you. about a cool thing is not a cool thing. In fact, it's the opposite. Uh, you yeah, just cause all podcasts to fall inwards <laughs> upon themselves. Uh, set us a timestamp of anything that uh, you like, anything. and anything I will cut all. it out. And we will, I don't know, send you a like a <laughs> tiny MP3 that you can make into a ringtone or whatever. Uh, no, just so I that we can do, have like a, I do list a of best of clips episode. Top ten is voted by the fans. Sound polls from the history of this show. It'd be only be like a fifteen minute episode. I say now. <laughs> and, and and then you would have those all at your disposal for all of the joyous uh, uh mp3 
ringtone uh, delight that you would want. We'll call it the ringtone episode. And it starts with Gina saying, I'm uh, what was it? What was the line? Uh, I'm a petty bitch. Yeah, I'm a petty bitch. I'm a petty bitch. (laughs) That's already in the top 10. Guaranteed. We called the soundboard episode so you can uh, uh, make crank calls and (laughs) like, I'm a petty bitch. I'm sorry. This is a Domino's. You know what? Oh, you, Jane, you made a soundboard of these, though. You could just dr- do them like a radio show, a wacky morning show, and just drop them in the show whenever you felt like it. And we would be much more hilarious then, right? Here's the thing. Uh, if we made the soundboard like that, it would only take about a half dozen um, uh, clips from each of us so that pe- uh, for people to make their own episodes. You're not wrong. They they just like string together uh, uh, a couple clips from a uh, from a cartoon and just us saying like what is even happening here? Yeah, and it's me saying it here's a clip of the show, and then we play the clip, and then Chan's just voice saying I didn't care for this, <laughs> and then Gina I'm a petty bitch. <laughs> that's that's all this do, is. Do, that's do, all this do, ever do, is. Do, 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh yeah, that's a good episode. Honestly, like, why haven't we done that? That should just nah, be an episode of the show. Because we're too yeah, lazy to actually find the clips. Yeah, that is a that would take many hours of work to do, and none of us have the time. I mean, well, all three of us were unemployed like not that long ago for an extended <laughs> period of time. We didn't have the time then. So we definitely don't have the time now. <laughs> Dear Lord. And that's our show, everybody. <laughs> Masters of the universe. Uh, Revelation episode four, land of the dead guys. I at first thought I did not care for this episode. I turned out now. I love this episode. Gina, you were right. I was wrong. Uh, Chan also loved this episode, but he won't admit it. And I'm fine with wait. To be clear. I didn't say I loved it. I said like it it. was my favorite so far. And I, I I liked it ever. And I liked it. So you better than any episode of G.I. Joe. Oh, what was that? Chan? Better than any Deke episode of G.I. Joe. By far. Yeah. With the exception of the couple that Christy Marks wrote, uh, I would say every episode of Masters of the Universe Revelation is better than the best Deke episode not written by Christy Marks. I'll put it out there. I'll put it out there. Anyway, that's our show. There's a social media stuff you can hit. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can find us on Patreon. Now, we haven't done anything for the patrons in a little while, so I think it's high time we break open the bank and buy everybody's stuff. I don't know. Chad, what do you think? Sure. Y'all want some edibles? <laughs> no, we're not giving... Chan, those are for the those are for the trick or treaters. We don't give those. <laughs> Why the f is that show up on my Facebook storyline all the time? Be careful! The San Mateo Police Department wants you to know these edible candies look like Halloween candy. Yeah, but nobody's giving them the fuck away. That shit's expensive, mm-hmm. and no one's giving it to children when they could be using it themselves. AKA the goddamn reason they bought it in the first place. Mm-hmm. Why you do people still fall for this shit? Uh, I mean, there was just a 60 Minutes episode about why. Oh, was there? Uh, well, no, I, I mean to say the uh, Facebook whistleblower. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, talk, yeah. And it was just like, yeah, uh, if people are mad, Facebook makes more money. So Facebook keeps posting stuff to make people mad, whether it's true or not. There you go. That's it. That We already knew that. But now, like, here's some actual documents. And, uh, you know, uh, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change. You know, Facebook Nothing's tried disappearing uh, earlier this week, uh, but we still found them. 
We still found him. Nice try, Facebook. Uh, then Twitter crashed because no one knew what to do, so they all went to Twitter, which is <laughs> hilarious to me. Because like all of this, all of this discourse on Twitter was like, oh, thank God, Facebook is down. Oh my God, just stay down. And it's like all of you people are, are still on Twitter, like social mediaing it. Yeah, yeah great. What are you talking about? I put I like, up my like Halloween Twitter. decorations today. <laughs> hey, speaking of Twitter, we're on Twitter, and you can check us out at GI Joe Podcast. But individually, I'm at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And also, uh, uh, a friend of the podcast recently made us uh, uh, Animal Crossing. Oh, Guama, character. thank you so oh, much yeah. for that. She made her Animal Crossing and created all three of us as avatars and, in and Animal was, Crossing. And also, like, not just like uh, like like a whole whole backgrounds for us. Mine was my walls were cover, covered in animal painting, so it was very accurate. Oh. I didn't I, notice the backgrounds. I'm oh gonna have to go back God, and relook at that. Again. <laughs> I feel like wait, I you're gonna say get mad that I didn't s- notice something. Please, I want to say you were doing something real stupid, and now I can't remember what it was. So I'm going back in. Uh, I feel like Chan was like rocking out or something. I think Chan. I- I'm surprised you don't remember this. I feel like the fact that we didn't all uh, talk about this. I think it was a very cool thing that Guama did, and. Oh, there's the pictures. So let's see. Gina is has a lava lamp and a lot of pictures of cute animals on her wall. Accurate. And yeah, this this literally this looks like this is an Animal Crossing. This is a picture taken from your literal house. <laughs> um, I am in a Zen meditation studio with a couple of bird houses indoors and some plants. So oh, and Ray, a lot of windows. No, Ray, so she does, in your she got freaking garage. Wall. Ray, that's me. Oh, that's you. How Wait, do you not know the difference? Oh, my God. <laughs> Wait, am I the fire engine? I, I, you really... Oh, wait, that's Chan. So Chan, oh is, in a, Chan is in a meditation studio. Let's... I was trying to figure out if Ray was making a joke here uh, or if he legitimately thought that the black-haired, glasses-wearing guy <laughs> was him and the red-haired the idiot in a, <laughs> in a room full of sports shit oh, was me. Here. Oh, she got it right. There's a pinball machine and a foosball Ugh. and table tennis. You're, and you're in your garage in the picture. Can I just say that I just had one of those moments like, have you ever have you ever been reading like an article or like a series of tweets or something? And you realize like halfway through the person it's about is like very clearly mentally ill and it like changes your whole oh, yes. perspective on it. Like, <laughs> I think I just realized like Ray actually probably does have brain damage. And I had like a whole, like I went through a whole lot of emotions of like, Oh, we shouldn't joke about this if he really has it. But like, clearly he does. If he's looking at a series of pictures and doesn't know what he himself looks like. Okay, listen, I didn't look at all the pictures before I made decisions, and all I saw was that the character had glasses, and then immediately made up my mind it must be me. Now, I I understand <laughs> that Robert Clark Chan also wears glasses, and that obviously it's him, but when you've already decided something in your head... Uh, it's over. Like one time I was driving home, no. I was driving home at night and I had a, a, a full can of something. And I said, I've got a full can of diet Coke. And so I I'm driving at night. It's dark. And I open the diet Coke and I'm drinking the diet Coke. This tastes real funny. This diet Coke must've gone bad uh, in, in my oh car, my I guess drinking the diet Coke. I'm just like, it's just so fucking weird tasting, but yeah, obviously that's diet Coke. 
I also, get home. He finished it, by the way. I did this is spoiled. It. I'm still going to finish it. it. Of course I finished it. And I get home and I look at it. It was Diet Dr. Pepper. So my point is, once you've decided something in your brain, no. sometimes it's very difficult to convince yourself it's not what it is. There are four pictures and they're all right there. And there is there are look, two women, one white guy and one not white guy. And you, I'm surprised you didn't look at the picture of me and go, oh, look, there's me. I've got animal pictures on. I've got long brown hair. Uh, <laughs> like that's, that's crazy. You're a crazy person. But I'll, again, <laughs> if you actually do have brain damage, then I have to reevaluate how he talks to you on this podcast. Oh my <laughs> Gina, I've been very open about my pro wrestling career <laughs> and the number of chair shots I've taken to the head over decades. So don't worry about it is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I've come to grips with it. I think it's time we all do too. And that's our show. In the center of the universe, on the planet Eternia, looms Castle Grayskull, ancient fortress of mystery. Its power sought by the dark forces of Snake Mantle, sanctuary of sin and sorrow, ruled by the demon Skeletor and his evil acolytes. And the only thing that stands in their way is Prince Adam, who defends the secrets of Castle Grayskull as He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. Only four others share this secret, Guardians of Grayskull all, amidst an army of the Honorable, committed to guarding Castle Grayskull from the havoc of destruction. For those who control Grayskull control the power. The power to be masters of the universe! Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters. You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. GuttingTheSacredCow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. 
by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.